Hi, this is Media Girlfriends, and I'm the Nabba Duncan. This podcast is about my girlfriends who work in the media, and welcome to a bonus episode. Since it's Black History Month, I thought that I would give you a special treat. Um, I've already featured two black women, Anika Elliott, who's a CP24 TV reporter who's who was doing it for over 10 years. And then she quit her job to live her best life, and now she's a lifestyle blogger. And I also featured B. Kwame, who's a freelance writer and a blogger, and she is successfully morphing her health sector job into a full-time media gig. So this episode is with Hadia Rodrigue. She's a new media girlfriend. Hadia's a Walrus Massey fellow and a lawyer. And uh, she wrote a piece in Walrus magazine about um, dating online and what she learned about racism. It's a really interesting article, which you can read later. But what you need to know right now is that just as an experiment, Hadia changed her pictures on OkCupid. And she switched it from herself to a picture of her white girlfriend, and then to a whitened version of herself. And she got more messages with her whitened self. And you'll learn more about what that means later. Here is our conversation. What made you want to change yourself in a profile? Well, I'm a curious person. And, you know, I like to think I'm pretty good on paper. I have some attributes that most some people find in combination a little bit scary. I've been told I'm scary on paper. So Wait, why? Uh, I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctoral student getting my PhD at Rotman. I'm a national level athlete. I'm a dancer. I'm a singer whose music you can buy on iTunes. <laughs> I sit on a bunch of boards. I volunteer a lot. So I'm very active and engage my community. And also just I have a lot of interests. Mm-hmm. And Which community is your community? I mean, Toronto. Okay. Yeah. The Toronto community. And, you know, I thought that would be of interest to people that they'd want someone well-rounded and uh, diverse. And I just wasn't getting the same hits that I heard other people sort of mentioning, like the flooding of messages when you first sign up. That's supposed to be a thing that happens. You're the fresh meat. So you go on and you're supposed to get all these messages because it's the first time people are seeing your profile. And, you know, I got one. On my first day. One. One. By who? Um, a nice man. He, we had, I was, I messaged him back. It was okay. a nice black guy. I forget, I think his, his profile name was like Black Sand Angels or something like that. But he was cute <laughs> yeah. and he messaged me and then he, you know, the old ghost disappeared. Right. Didn't respond to my next message. And then the next two messages, the next day, two days, I got two messages each mm-hmm. and just wasn't getting this flood of messages that had been described and you know I'm I've always been just been curious like how would this package translate if it didn't come with an afro so I wanted to see how much race was playing a part right. into the messages I was getting and you thought about race because the people that you were talking about the people who said that they were getting all these messages were all white mostly white right. yeah right. I mean I'm surrounded I'm I play frisbee right there's not a lot of black frisbee players unfortunately i think i'm one of four black touring players in mm-hmm. all of canada okay. that i've that i've met mm-hmm. um and so i was just curious as to what the like what's what it was what it was what was it what's it like to be a white lady on okay cupid <laughs> like let's just i just want to see for myself what's what's the 
What's the fuss? What's the buzz? <laughs> you know, am I going to get a bunch of dick pics in my... <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I've never gotten a dick pic. I actually use this in my stand-up comedy routine. Yeah. Not one. Apparently, not one dick pic. Apparently, I'm just not dick pickable. Oh, my God. Yeah. That doesn't make sense yeah. to me. So... You know, I just wanted to, I just was curious. Yeah. So I wanted to see what would happen. Okay, so uh, what did you do? So I actually, so I came back. I'd taken my friend Jessica's photos mm-hmm. um, in some of my similar clothing for this purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, put her in my same plaid shirt and my little cream toque. And we did a photo shoot in the, um, in my, like, lounge of my grad building. And I'd sat on the photos for a while because I just hadn't gotten around to, doing what I was going to do. And then I went on this date with this guy that I'd I'd exchanged like 11 messages with and we'd had this whole back and forth and they were pretty long and it was so boring. He was so boring. And I'm, I just was so frustrated. I'm like, I just don't want to do this anymore and I want to see what happens. So I took my profile down completely Mm -hmm. and then put it back up this time with Jessica's photos. Mm. Jessica. And then what happened? Jessica was a little bit more popular than me. Okay. So in my first three days, I got five messages. Okay. And in Jessica's first three days, she got 47 messages. Damn. It's like a nine-fold increase. And what were the messages? What was the what was the quality of the messages? I found that the messages she were getting, she was getting, um, there were more guys I'd be attracted to or mm. more that I'd want to talk to. Like, I did get... Um, some nice messages in both groups. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, my black profile did get messages from people who'd clearly taken the time to read my profile right. and read uh, and responded to me. Um, I didn't find them as cute. Mm-hmm. I could, I could say that. I mean, it's, you know, attractiveness yeah. is subjective. Yeah, it's but totally subjective. I thought that she got more. She got more messages, and she got messages from some cuter guys and okay. people who just by reading their profile and um, looking at their pictures, I would have been more interested in. So, um, at any point, did you feel like, eh, okay, I'm totally, I'm, I'm not telling the truth about myself right now. Did that cross your mind ever? No. I mean, you see so many profiles on there. People lie about things all the time. Their height, their weight, oh, you the know, height their thing. age, their, um, and I, I wasn't going to, me- I wasn't going to message any of them. Right. So they, I would just be another girl that the, they sent a message to who didn't respond to them. Right, right. You weren't about um, to play no. some part. But I did plan the third time around, I did have more nefarious motives. Wait, wait. Third time around? So I did another profile this time where, because I knew I'd get the question, you know, maybe sometimes people just felt Jessica was cuter than you or they liked her face more. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fair. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to use my own face. So I photoshopped my face. Um, I used buns, actually. A nice person on buns did it for me. Photoshop. A buns person whited you up? Yeah. Okay. Photoshop. She did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I had taken the photos in a blonde wig. So you had a blonde wig, and then, so your same features. Same you face. You have to me, same an African Same black ass face. Okay. Yeah, because that's what I'm seeing. And I'm like, is yeah. that cute? It is. It okay. was cute. I'm, I'm not cute. trying to be. I'm just yeah, saying, no. like, I don't, I don't know what that would I look like. I gave blue eyes. I can actually show. I still oh, have the oh. profile up. Yeah. I will show it to you okay, after. I want to see it. Um, but I had blonde hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. same face. Okay. And just like white skin. Okay. And she was. So the same lips. Same lips. Same full. I'm just trying to picture it right full now. Full black lips. <laughs> I, I have very black features. and I mean, I think so. And, and but, which I love. So. One of the great things that came out of this, um, so the walrus helped me um, Photoshop some of the photos uh, to see sort of 
what I'd look like, black and whatnot. They got uh, someone to do that. And the first time they did it, they lightened my skin. And I looked, I still looked super, I looked mixed. I looked like I was right. half black, half right. white. And the second, the last time they Photoshopped me, they changed my features to try and make me look more white. So oh. made my nose a bit smaller, made my mouth a bit smaller. But then that's not the same thing. No, no. I looked so weird. Yeah, like that doesn't make sense. No, so I didn't, I, didn't, as well just... I didn't end up using those. Okay. But it made me realize that my features are supposed to be the size they are. Like this is the face and the white face looked, I looked like white Michael Jackson. Okay. Like it looked so weird. Like right. this is a size everything is supposed to be. I am right. supposed to have these features. And it's yeah. actually quite nice. Like I don't know if you've read Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. You know, mm-hmm. like little I black did. girls sometimes grow up wishing they had blonde hair and blue eyes because life seems like it would be easier. Right. And, and that's the message that we're given. I can rest assured that I look best black. Did you ever have feelings like any of those little black girls when you were younger? Of course. Like you did. You see the you see the media. Like mm-hmm. I was the only one of twenty five black girl black people in my high school of thirteen hundred. Okay. You know, like I'm surrounded. I, I grew up in the suburbs of Mississauga. Okay. Like, I grew up in Newmarket, so I get it. Yeah. So every message is telling you that this is what beauty is. The mm-hmm. cover of Seventeen magazine, the cover of Vogue, it's, you know, you get Tyra Banks, and even then she was, like, light-skinned with straight hair. So mm-hmm. you're not getting any representations of natural beauty. It is getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, my Instagram is full of hashtag melanin and, like, <laughs> black beauty blogs that I follow because I – and I literally just like everything that I think I could recreate. Wait, so did that happen after this experiment or before? Uh, after. Well, kind of in the middle. So you've had some sort of, like, awakening during this. Yeah, like, well, I'm, I grew in, I am, have been comfortable with the way I look for a long time. I'd say okay. that's how I felt when I was younger and awkward and teenager and skinny. Um, and I think I look the way I'm supposed to look. But yeah. it was a nice reassurance I that I don't look better with a smaller nose <laughs> and plastic surgery would not suit me. <laughs> but I, I, like, these are my features. Right. These are my black features. And mm-hmm. I really like them. Okay, so let's go back to the experiment. Now you're in stage three where you have been lightened and you have a uh, a wig and blue eyes, but your features have been, um, they're intact. Yes. Uh, and then what happened? She's more popular than my white friend. Really? She got 67 messages, 64, 64 messages in the first three days. In the first three days. Mm-hmm. So a 12-fold increase. So it's not the features, you know, it's... It was the hair and the like. Maybe the blonde hair added a boost. Who like you know it yeah, wasn't yeah. wasn't really a scientific experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, but white me was was popular, mm. and again getting messages of I didn't get. I think I got one message I call like disrespectful. Like one guy was like, "Are you horny?" <gasps> yeah. I don't know why I'm like clutching my heels because <laughs> this has happened to me before. So. I, I think I mentioned to you before that I have been on OkCupid. That's where my, my husband over, I don't know, 10, 11 years ago. And I liked it for the same reasons as you. They kind of match you with this percentage of um, like according to your beliefs yeah. and according to the way that you live your life. Exactly. And so I, I really appreciated that. But um, I was also on Plenty of Fish and some of these other sites where, um, yeah, you just get people just saying all kinds of things. Yeah, like things like, are you horny? But also like the weird like, yeah, I want some of that like black you know what I'm that, saying? Like just that chocolate skin. Yeah, like well, lick you up and down. Like <laughs> so. Yeah. I I rarely get any of those. Really? Which I also found uh, to be an interesting part of the experiment. I think so. There is research that shows that 
black women in Canada get about 90% of the message that mm-hmm. that white women do. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I and I got drastically less than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe that gap is the sexualized messages. Right. So the black women I have talked to, a lot of them tend to report getting a lot of sexual messages. Because, yeah. yeah. um, you know, we've got the Jezebel stereotype and sort of the other stereotypes that are associated with mm-hmm. black womanhood that come out of the U.S. and... Um, out of slavery. Can you explain the Jezebel stereotype? So just the the sort of like the black woman being kind of sassy and loud and sexy and and you know down to clown, um, as yep. compared to you know your demure white virginal woman. Right. Uh, so it was in this third stage that you started to respond, right? So I actually had the goal of disclose, I was going to disclose to people after, if I talked to them, mm-hmm. I was going to disclose to them that I was black. Okay. Because I had a... By the sus- way, no one could tell that you were black, right? Like, no one... One guy said, you look like a European woman trapped in the body of a black girl. Oh. <laughs> that is One perceptive. person. And I was like, highly accurate. Well, well done. done. <laughs> Did you talk to him more? I would have been like, let's talk about I this. I was like... I was like, my dad is black. <laughs> How did you know? And then I stopped talking. Okay. But, you know, which is true. My dad is black. Um, so, so is my mom. <laughs> I didn't tell a lie. No, you didn't. Um, but I I was planning on disclosing that I was black. Mm-hmm. And I, what I expected was that people who, for whom race mattered would either use this as an excuse to be like, oh, I can't believe you deceived me and yeah. run away or just fade out and ghost or just be like, yeah, totally, let's meet up and then never meet up. Right. But anyone who was actually sort of aware of intersectionality and, you know, aware of privilege and how shit works in our actual lives would be interested in why I did it and my results and would actually want to meet me. Because I would have, really? I was going to explain the whole thing. I was mm-hmm. going to kind of give them stats on like, this is how black women are treated. I just mm-hmm. wanted to see how I was perceived as different. I'm the exact same person. Here's the same picture, but with brown skin. Right. Like, if you don't want to meet, I understand. But if you do, let me know. And I figured anyone who was like someone I'd actually want to date mm-hmm. would have wanted to meet me. So did you get there? Well, no, because then I met my boyfriend. <laughs> so this whole experiment. I know. It's... Okay. So how did you meet him? I met him through Buns on Facebook. Buns again. Buns again. Buns for the win. Buns for the win. Um, for those of you who don't know, Buns is a, uh, it started as a virtual trading site on Facebook and then has expanded to all these community zones. There's a Buns anger inventing zone, <coughs> home zone, uh, plant zone, basically anything you can think of that's a noun, there's a probably a Buns zone for it. And so we met on Buns, helping zone. Uh, what were you, were you asking for help for something? He was looking for uh, members for a Radiohead cover band. <clears throat> right. And Radiohead and is one of my favorite bands. Okay. I just gone to the concert in New York a couple of months before. So I responded, and then we had a back and forth, and then I messaged my friend as who was a mutual friend because we'd added each other on Facebook, and I was like, yo, this guy's cute, and he wants to play songs with me. Like, is is he going to kill me? Is he, <laughs> what's his deal? Is he cool? And she was like, oh, my God, I love him. Like, he's so lovely. Oh. Tell me when you guys, like, have a date and, and <laughs> fall badly in love. Um, so so he, how long did that take? Uh, he showed up. 
Oh, that's really and cute. And then I understand. we were like, huh. And okay. Then, and then our next hangout was our first date. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, what has the response been from this article? It has been shared quite a bunch of times mm-hmm. on the various social media um, outlets. Mm-hmm. And I have gotten to appear on some radio shows like Metro Morning and CBC 180, News Talk 1010, Radio Canada, where I did a sketchy French interview. Oh, um, it was what interesting. was sketchy about it? My French. My French was sketchy. Oh, okay. And my <laughs> comprehension of French was oh, sketchy. okay, okay. I, thought... I, I didn't have a lot of faith. The producer was like, yeah, it'll be fine. I'm like, eh. Right. I, I, think, I think I kind of reeled it in at the end. So what kind of um, response have you gotten from like, your colleagues or other uh, black women? Like, w- what do people think? Uh, for my colleagues, uh, most people who are in research think it's it's very cool what I did. Um, they like that I sort of used research in my article. And, you know, even though this wasn't technically experiment, it was, you know, with journalistic intent. So it doesn't, you know, violate any of the requirements of being a PhD student at U of T. Um, so you use this for your PhD? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No. Um, I had, you know, I thought about it, but I ended up doing uh, this kind of personal experiment. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of black women have written me saying, you basically just wrote my life. Really? But in, like, you are living my life. Like, this is exactly what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when we try and use the mainstream sites. Right. Um, I mean, OkCupid is one of the biggest, uh, the biggest and one of the best free sites. Yeah. Um, you don't have to subscribe to A-List and all that, you know, funky stuff to still get value out of using the site. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It just doesn't seem like black women are having success on sort of the mainstream venues. So where are they having success? Uh, perhaps maybe on more niche places like, you know, like Black People Meetup or like the more of the black professional mm-hmm. apps. I th- there are a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have, didn't use them. And, um, you know, when I kind of just got frustrated, I just kind of quit all of the online things in February um, with the exception of like the occasional Tinder swiping when I was super bored, but <laughs> or Bumble, I think I use Bumble too. Yeah, um, Bumble, the one for women. Uh, one yeah, for... it's where the woman has to message first. Right. Okay. Yeah, which I found was good. I used to do that anyway, so I kind of think it actually took away some of my like novelty. Right. But uh, and you know, as my black self, I sent a ton of messages to people, and um, I just didn't. I mean, I get messages from on my white persona from guys I'd message from my black persona. I'm like, you don't remember reading this? This is pretty unusual. Like, <laughs> like how many frisbee players do you know? Well, that's really interesting. So they would come back to you and show interest when you were when white. you were white, and yeah. they just didn't when they when you were black. No, I can see that you read my message. It shows scene. Mm. <laughs> you know, how did you feel? It wasn't shocking. I think all black people know that racism exists. Right. It's not like a big shocker. I, I wasn't expecting the difference to be that huge. Right. I mean, like 12 times. That's that's kind of nuts. That's crazy. Um, and, you know, it, it does even out more over time because um, there is more of kind of activity at the beginning. But I think that my first white persona had gotten like 200 messages in like five weeks when it had taken me like five months to mm-hmm. get that mm-hmm. same thing with a uh, good old white hoodie over here she's almost at the free inbox limit um and it's only been up for a couple months did you have your name so you use a uh, funky use okay. those usernames you okay, know, use okay. your real name what was your username uh, i think it was 
I don't want to give it away. It's still up. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to go out and report my profile. Wait a second. It's still up. Just I'm just like as I'm part just of the curious. Experiment? Yes. Or, okay. No. 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 <laughs> I'm just like well, she has a boyfriend and no, I thought she was no. in love. He knows. I mean, it's all good. It, listen, man. Whatever arrangements no, no. you have is it's fine. He he's he's seen the he sees the profile. He sees the message. I'm like, look at this one. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I uh, recall being online and um, having to always be the one. To Message. make the first, make the um, first move. yeah, make the first move. That's how I met my husband. Yeah, um, th- and there is research that supports that. So yeah. cross race interaction, like because you know there there is a large white demographic on yeah. OkCupid, yeah, which you know probably is also a contributing factor. But cross race interactions are um, are are rare. But if someone from the other, from a different race reaches out to you, you're more likely to respond than you are to sort of send the message yourself. People are kind of scared. That seems like they're a bit nervous to cross the aisle. Mm -hmm. But the aisle, across the aisle is a lovely place (laughs) of beautiful chocolate women (laughs) who are awesome and talented and beautiful and strong and totally you're missing out you're missing out folks um when i messaged my husband he um didn't respond and i was like fully i knew for i don't know whether it it, it's part of my um uh i guess my personality to just like i'm just gonna like go for it i don't care um but uh so when he didn't respond right away i was like yeah yeah okay that's fine but then he came back three weeks later and was like wait a second hello hello are you there hello (laughs) and it was like apparently he had not been on it okay like as much that's what he says Mm. anyway (laughs) he came back and so we started but um have you heard or have you read Aziz Ansari's book? Yes. That, that and I listened to this? the audio tape you many did. times. Okay. <laughs> it was okay. my mantra for a while. I was like, it's go, cool. it's okay. You can So did you so were you reading so in the book he actually talks about this, um yep. the interracial part of dating. Yeah. What was it about his stuff that made you feel like it was why did you need his work or I just, his book as a mantra? It, it was just helpful to know that there was science behind what was happening. Right. That it, you know, it wasn't just, just it was just me. It wasn't just random. Yeah, you know, there's scientific data that supports how people act, and so knowledge is power. So. Right. So knowing this, if you were single, um, would you go back to OkCupid? Like, what would you do? I I wouldn't go back online. I would just, um, I just get out there and do things. Mm. I think I just translate better um, in person. Mm-hmm. Either people are scared of me or they are scared of approaching a black woman. Mm-hmm. So if I could just see them in person and approach them first, then we don't have to deal with either of these problems. Um, so I would just get out there and be active, which is what I was doing after yeah. I sort of quit in February. Um, I was trying to just do stuff I like. Mm. If I meet someone, great. If I don't, you know... You can live a perfectly happy life being single as well. Um, I saw a really nice article that sort of has a staircase image where we have this perception that single people are like the least happy and then all the married people are happier than you. Which is so not and true. there is we research know. that shows that marriage is beneficial, but good marriage is beneficial. Yeah. So single people are kind of like in the middle with the happy marriages maybe on top and the unhappy marriages <laughs> below. And mm-hmm. so I'm one step closer than someone in an unhappy marriage mm-hmm. from finding um, the good relationship if you're single. Um, 
Whereas if someone is in an unfulfilling or unhappy relationship, they have to end that, grieve that process, and then um, get up to where you are and and go on. Um, Did you get any negative responses or negative reactions? Yeah, I mean, well, just some comments about anti-blackness and um, someone was glad I found the white man of my dreams in the comments and... Um, you know, as if to say that, I'm an that's Oreo what you were looking for. That's what I was looking for. I ha- I went on the largest site that exists in the world, and yes, it's populated by more white people. Toronto has more white people than black people. I think we only make up 12 percent of the population in Canada, mm-hmm. something like that. And so, yes, I'm going to get a lot of I'm going to get messages from uh, from white men. Um, but I've always been open to dating anyone of any color and any race as long as I like them that's for me the guiding principle is do I like you as a human person um do I like spending time with you do we like doing some of the same activities do you think my jokes are funny (laughs) um did you engage with the person on Facebook uh not in respect of that comment um more just in they had some comments about um, the peace and like centering, um, you know, whether I was centering rightness or sort of um, catering to um, white folk. Do you think you were? I don't think particularly. I was just writing my experience down. Like it's everything in that in that article are things that I thought and things that I've felt or things that have happened to me. Right. And that's really all I did. And I was just sharing things I've thought about, things people have said to me, things that I can tell people think about me. So mm-hmm. um, I know that I know how to code switch well. Right. I, I don't know where I learned it. My parents are both from the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, but I, I know how to make other people feel comfortable with me because I know that's... Depending like, on who they are. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's like a shitty reality of being black, but mm-hmm. you are affected by your blackness like sometimes you have to like I remember being at work once um I was at a a law firm Mm -hmm. and I was with a senior partner and we were at a um at a meeting and we were asking about the case involved potential um racial um allegations Mm -hmm. and we asked what the makeup of the of the place was and she goes well they're mostly black and pointed at me and I could see that my white partner was like her eyes open. She didn't know what to do. Does she reprimand the client or does she say nothing and then like leave me out in the lurch? Right. And it was my job to assure her that everything was okay by asking. I just asked another question and sort of diffused right. it. Right. I could have sat there and be like, uh, yeah, I'm black. We all know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm now the angry, sassy black woman at the firm, right? Like right. these things. And I wanted to are get you highly, back. are you like uh, acutely aware of that? I think I'm just oh, as aware as any other black person. Um, right. But I knew, I, yeah, I could make a scene, but mm-hmm. I just, we just needed to move on right. there. Is it, is it in your nature and I could to talk make to, a scene about something like that? I would talk to her about it afterwards. And you did? Um, I didn't because I was not in a position of power. I was an article student. I hadn't been hired back, right? So you don't want to rock the boat because right. if you start bringing up, if you again, if you make people. But that's so shitty, right? Yeah, if you make them uncomfortable. Yeah, but that Even is, though it's, it's you who should yeah, feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's making them uncomfortable because they don't know how to deal with race and they right. don't know how to talk about it. Right. And so you sort of sometimes have to wait till you have more power to be able to address these things. And I'm, I was a 27-year-old. I just, I'm like articling. I don't know. 
you know, I'm the only, there's one of three black people at my entire, like black women at my entire firm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to react when this never happened to me on the job. I, right. didn't, I know how to react if I'm like out on the street, but I didn't know how to react to this in like a professional how would you? Setting. What would you do today? Um, I'd probably give them a lot of side eye and make them feel super uncomfortable and just kind of stare them your down. Your client like, or your... I, my client. Yeah, like, okay. really? Like, I'm like, yes, we know. I, I know I'm black. Thank you for pointing it out. <laughs> but if I was the partner, like, you know, I also don't want clients who are, race, who are like racist or who can't, yeah. you know. If it's between my pride or my client, I don't know. I'd probably choose my pride. And education. I, I try, try to be educational about it. I'm like, okay, the hand pointing is unnecessary. Right. I'm aware that I'm black. It's usually not an appropriate reaction in this scenario. Um, when you're scenario. saying the word black. Yeah. Um, so what has been your experience in, in dating before this? Like, is dating a white person, a white man, new to you or not new to you? No, not new. I mean, the boyfriend I had before my current boyfriend was half black. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, again, I exist. I went to McGill Mm-hmm. I play frisbee, so I play. Ultimate is actually the thing that has limited my dating the most because really, um, I, you know, I had practice twice a week and I was away almost every other weekend, and so you, frisbee players tend to date other frisbee players, and frisbee players are largely white, right? So I mean, I didn't really date anybody. I didn't really date that many people, but I'd say like definitely some of my significant relationships have been with ultimate players and they happen to be white or in the case of my uh, recent ex-boyfriend half half white half black interesting so when they're talking about the anti-blackness is that do you think that what they're referring to that that your anti-blackness comes out in you dating white men I'm not like I don't I don't know I don't really yeah, know. Now what I'm they speculating. Meant. It's, it's I, hard. I, for now me I'm to, making stuff up. Yeah. I, <clears throat> these questions come out of my experience because yeah. I I have a white husband and so um, I have this. Uh, sometimes I I really do wonder what some people think. Yeah. That I have a white husband and that um, I mean you listen to me. It's not like you, you can hear that I was born in Ghana. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, people are not going to tell you. Yeah. And I guess they wouldn't, I wouldn't know unless I wrote some type of article and waited yeah. for all the shit to come down like, or whatever. I, I, I code switched when I was six. So my dad tells a story. I went to uh, an American school when I was living in the Caribbean mm-hmm. and we'd drive through the gates. My accent would change to Canadian. And when he'd pick me up and we'd drive through the gates, my ac- accent would change back to Grenadian. Really, like it was a, it's an adapt- you learned it somewhere. It's an adaptive learned behavior, yeah. Um, to do that, and you know, I, it results in me getting called being called an Oreo, being told I'm not black enough. Like me just sharing my experiences and sharing like what I thought, you know. Yes, I'm still impacted by the white supremacy and white patriarchy, but this I was just I'm recounting what happened to mm-hmm. me and you know, I still have a lot of unlearning to do and learning about um race and racism and racist structures and whatnot. Um I don't disagree with that at all. Um and you know, they are anyone can read the article any way they want and if they interpret it that way, that's that's up to them. Like I I can't I don't have an impact on other people's perceptions. Um, but it was my idea to just shed light on my own experience, um, which I think I did. I hope I did. But, you know, it's just sometimes you get that you get that Oreo comment and you're just like, ah, like, I'm just being me. <laughs> I'm just being me. Like, 
And it, it, the worst is when it comes from white people, though, like when they're like, you're not really black. And you're like, <gasps> what do you know? <laughs> like, so I, ha- you, I recount that in the story. Like I have someone, I had a friend of mine who would told me, but you're not really black. And I was like, mm, I don't think this rubs off. Like, what do you mean? And then I was like, is it because I'm educated? Is it because I like Radiohead? Like, is it because of all these things that you somehow associate with whiteness? Like, and I had another black friend who was talking about this too, that, you know, they're like, oh, I didn't know black people did that. And I'm like, they're like, well, I'm black and I'm doing it. So yes, black people do this. Right. This is not rocket science. Um, but there are ugly and weird stereotypes out there that um, that you have to counter. And, you know, just doing things you find enjoyable get you labeled as... Um, one thing or the other. Yeah, one thing or the other. And like, I'm black. Yeah. No matter what I do, I'm black. Yeah. I know I'm when black. I walk into a room, <laughs> I'm black. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I definitely, I think I've, I'm getting better about calling out um, people and things when they happen. And mm-hmm. my boyfriend's really good about calling out, mm. actually. So I, I, you know, there have been occasions where he, I, I, I'm shocked and then he starts speaking and calling the other person out before I have time to. Really, in the short time that you've been together, mm-hmm. something like that has happened already? Yeah. What was the instance? Um, we're at a New Year's party, walked in and was talking to this person. And um, literally one of the first things he did was like call a white person his, his, his nigga. <gasps> <laughs> and yeah, both my boyfriend and, the other per- and another person were like, dude, no. <laughs> and then they went outside for like a cigarette or something and he had another talking with him really? and told like, so I didn't have to do it. Right. 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 So I have someone that recognizes that they have to step up and, and say things when, when they see anti-blackness or when they see things like that happen. It's not always on me, which is really nice. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I am so glad that you found love it wasn't through OkCupid, okay that's for sure. No, it was not. Yeah. In fact, though, we did match on Tinder. <gasps> but then I deleted Tinder. What? Wait. You matched on Tinder? Neither neither of us messaged each other. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gavin. I'm, I'm telling too much no. about our story. <laughs> <laughs> so you matched on Tinder, but uh, did you not recognize each other? He recognized you... me. I did not recognize him. And so he just kept quiet about like, oh, this is a girl from Tinder. Or maybe he realized it later, but he he didn't mention it till right, like... right. Till we were in it. Good. Yeah. Good for him. I think that's yeah. nice. <laughs> so apparently we, we matched with each other and then I went through and just like one day was just like sick of it and deleted everyone who hadn't messaged me. Yeah. I know I'm supposed to message too, but I was just like anyone Sometimes that anyone that to. I haven't messaged and who hasn't messaged me, I'm just doing like a clean wipe, yeah. clean slate, let's yeah. start again. And then I like deleted the whole app because it was just frustrating me. It's fine. You guys yeah. are together. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. wonderful. It's great. It's great. <laughs> but, He's um, great. <laughs> when I think about uh, my friends of color, especially the black women of color who are amazing, like I'm talking talented, just like you are, like they do a number of things. Yeah. They are, um, you know, either if they're enough, if not at the top of their field, they are well on the way. Yeah. Um, your advice is still like to try and meet people. At least for you, it was to meet people yeah. on the outside. Or, I mean, if you're looking to meet um, other people of color. I mean, mm-hmm. OkCupid is mostly white. Yeah. If you're looking to meet uh, men of color or black men, like using a site that specifically caters to people of color or black people, I think that that might be a more fruitful uh, avenue yeah. experience because, I mean, there is still anti-blackness within misogynoir within the black community. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. 
I mean, I didn't get that many messages from black men. Um, but your I, first one was from a black yeah, it was. man. He was cool. Um, it was, but I didn't get overall that many. And I, yeah. I would message black men and wouldn't get responses. Mm. And um, I still think that, I mean, if you want to be online, those might be better spaces um, than being on a sort of like a white populated one right. where with a bunch of white people who aren't going to message you. Yeah. Um, and some black women aren't interested in dating white men. So, yeah. you know, using those spaces would be um, good for them. But I mean, there's no harm in having the profile up. Um, I just found the amount of energy I was putting into it and the results I was getting back just wasn't worth it for me. Um, but, it, you know, that's just me and everyone's everyone's different. Yeah. Um, but I like to have the most bang for my buck. <laughs> and I just found I was getting more bang for my buck uh, offline right okay well good luck to you in your relationship my paramour <laughs> yes and also good luck on um on candleland comments thank you yeah congratulations thanks that was my conversation with Hadia Rodrigue. She's a black woman who changed her picture in OkCupid to different white versions to see what the experience would be like. And then she wrote an article about it for Walrus Magazine and found a boyfriend through Facebook. Hadia is a lawyer and a Walrus Massey fellow, but as you just heard, she's also a new host on Canada Land Commons, which is a Canadian politics podcast and comes out every second Tuesday. Media Girlfriends is produced by me, Nanaba Duncan. It's on iTunes and SoundCloud and on Twitter at MediaGFS. And the hashtag is Media Girlfriends. Media Girlfriends.